police in the morning. Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today are filmmakers Dylan Crutcher, Mike Balbert, and mm-hmm. Rumi Miller. And they are here to talk to us today about their new film, Brava, the movie. Everybody, welcome to our show. Hey, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Good. Not so bad, you guys? Uh, pretty well, pretty well. Enjoying the day. Yep, just got off of work. Always plus. Well, not to work on a Saturday, but yeah. Getting off work's always a plus. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Definitely. So what was it that inspired you guys to become filmmakers? Well, it's actually funny. We were were working together in a restaurant, all three of us. Um, And, you know, we're all big movie fans, so we would just talk about, you know, different things we'd seen. Um, And then one day we decided we would try to write some scripts and we all uh, challenged each other to, to write a script and uh, compared them and stuff. It was pretty cool. And we ended up, you know, making a short film together. And it was just the love of cinema that kind of made us get into it. And then I started showing um, Dylan some Lucio Fulci films, some other weird Italian stuff mm-hmm. during some movie nights. Could you guys tell us a little bit about your roles in making uh, Bravo the movie? Sure. Yeah, definitely. So Brava, um, Brava came around after we had made the short film together. It's an idea that we all came up with together. Um, what we wanted was to do a, a film that was like fully crowdsourced. So we've been kind of like prodding and, and doing different, you know, promo videos uh, in different styles of horror to see what gets the best, the best feedback. Um, so it, it's just kind of we want to be crowd controlled, you know, we want people to have a movie that is by them for them. So that, that was the original idea. Why don't you tell us a bit more about the, uh, the actual movie? Is there a general plot or, um, idea of what's going on in it? Of course. Yeah. So the general idea behind Brava is that the main character Brava is an everyday average Joe who, um, who's fed up with, people treating him and seeing him seeing other people treat each other like crap um so he he kind of loses it and goes crazy and and starts taking his vengeance on on assholes essentially that's that's the basic premise behind the the film and again i i'm pretty sure that came out of the fact that we all worked in a restaurant together and just seeing (laughs) seeing how people treated each other and and the, the customers treated the employees so that that was kind of the, the basis behind it i can imagine that just like dealing with people day in and day out seeing the worst of um how people treat yeah. each other yeah it's yeah. uh it, it's fun it's a fun job you know you good people but yeah, you, you get to see a lot for sure definitely now, how, yeah. how far through the uh through the production are you in Brava? What stage so are you at? We're really in pre-production. So, you know, like I said, this is kind of like, as a social experiment, we're still kind of feeling the waters out on what people want to see. So, um, you know, we've we've done, I think we've done four promos so far. Um, yeah. Um, and each one has been a different style of horror. And we're kind of seeing like, what people want to see 
Um, so it's really pre-production, you know, we're, we're still finalizing the script. Um, but we're also, before we do anything like that, you know, like finish everything out, we want to get as much input from our, our fans as possible. So that's kind of what we're doing now. Very cool. I like the headline you guys have on the, on the trailers and everything. It says, are you an asshole? It is kind of, um, (laughs) definitely a great way to like promote the film. It's like, well. Yeah, yeah, we get a lot of good feedback from that. We had, you know, we've had uh, some shirts made up, and uh, Mike and I got to wear those to a couple uh, horror conventions uh, in New Jersey. So we we got a lot of good feedback for those for that tag. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, what qualities do you think make a great film, and what could you give us some examples of films that inspired um, Brava and that you would consider great? Sure, Mike, if you want to you answer that. One thing I mainly love is practical effects and good cinematography. So as I said before, like one of my favorite directors is Lucio Fulci, and I, one of my favorite films by him is Cat in the Brain, even though it's most mostly excerpts from different movies of different kills and I just wanted to, when I, we, me and Dylan were first talking about it, we wanted to do almost like a slasher kind of thing. And some of the kills in that movie, or the movies that they took them from, made me want to try to do it in the film itself. If that makes sense? Yeah, definitely. Mike's horror knowledge is bigger than anyone I've ever met. Um, so he's, he has a lot of phenomenal ideas that, you know, <laughs> that he puts into, puts into, you know, our idea pool. Um, so he's, he's kind of like the guide behind that. I mean, you know, as far as inspiration behind, behind this movie, I don't know if, you know, I took the idea from any, anything else. Um, you know, but as far as like inspiration for what I want to see in the movie, you know, just that like real practical effects. That's kind of what we're going for. Trying to trying to just 80s slasher effects are kind of what we're we're looking to, to get with this. Always fun. Those are those are some of the fun, most fun movies to watch. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like that with the um, practical effects. We're definitely looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Dylan, Dylan, would you give us an example of some of a movie you think is is great? I loved all of like the original, um, you know, like Halloween and stuff like that. We picked up at one of our at our festivals, uh, Motel Hell. That was pretty. Oh, that was pretty great. Um, you gotta love the the pig head at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, and then also. Um, oh, Mike, you're gonna have to remind me. Peter Jackson's horror film. Why can't I remember? Dead alive. Dead Alive, that was, that, the lawnmower scene, probably, like, one of the best things I've seen lately, if I had had to say something in particular. One of the best lines in movie history with, I kick ass for the Lord. (laughs) Like, just just, just comes out of nowhere. It's one of the best zombie Mm -hmm. scenes ever. That's uh, that's on our slate to review next month. Nice, awesome. Another one of Peter Jackson's great, uh, his first movie, Bad Taste. That's another good one. That's another one, like along the same sides of that that very very dark comedy horror film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I I, I love it. My wife and I, we both 
we love horror. Um, I was really like, like I said, Mike kind of introduced me to the horror world, though. So I'm I'm still kind of a baby in that. Um, you know, I've always been interested in in the cinematography of of you know like Oscar winners and stuff like that. Um, but this is this is like a new journey for me into horror. So. That's one of the, th- the fun things about independent films is getting to see how people make, like you said, practical effects using um, just very low-budget stuff. It's it's always yeah. fun to see and like to study. Like there's so many like books and just um, videos and even documentaries and how to make these things, and it's it's always a lot of fun. And there and there are some special effects, especially practical effects, that just never go out of style. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I I know I remember within like a week of each other, I watched. Uh, George Romero's Martin from 1976. His oh, I love film. that movie. And I watched um, The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. This was like mm-hmm. shortly after The Last Samurai came out. And mm-hmm. they both had the same kind of... Um, when when It was a close-up shot of somebody getting shot in the head. And it was the exact same special effect of how the blood came out. And I was like, yeah. these movies are 30 years apart. And it's yeah. you know, using the same same effects... You know, from a movie that was extremely low budget to a movie that was, you know, supposed to be a major blockbuster. Sub so Martin was yeah. a good movie, and the Last Samurai was well. It was uh, it was a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, was that, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I I think the modern day equivalent of the Last Samurai is going to be the Great Wall. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've only seen previews for that, but it's it uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wait until it goes on Netflix to see that. <laughs> I'm wait till it's like free on download, and I'll risk, yeah, <laughs> I might risk a virus or two yeah. just to see it. I, I I used to have a theater in in town that um it, it at one point movies were a dollar all day every day, and um, oh. unfortunately it closed and it was renovated and it's now a luxury theater, and uh, movies yeah. are twelve fifty all day every day now. <laughs> they do have a full service bar, but. Or the f- drinks free with a purchase of a ticket? Like, N- no. Oh, then screw that. And then yeah. popcorn's like 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> popcorn is the most expensive food in the U.S., you know, if, if you if you weigh it out. <laughs> it takes like a ton of it. I think it's like... A pound. I, I think move, movie theater popcorn, I think, is... Uh, the average price is twelve thousand or $1,200 a pound. It's because you need yeah, like, like a ton after it's popped. That's so yeah. absurd. Yeah, it really like is. Very lucrative business. <laughs> you know, it, it costs it, it costs you know five dollars to make like fifty pounds of popcorn, and you know yeah. you charge twelve hundred dollars a pound for that shit. Man, you're yeah, raking you, it in. It's big popcorn. Man, Mr. Uh, Orville Redenbacher had had the right idea, I guess. <laughs> That's genius, crazy. and none of us realized it. Yeah, for real. My goodness. So we, we got a little off track there, but um, what what <laughs> philosophies or beliefs will you guys follow um, while making Brava? Is there anything that you think is essential to the filmmaking process that you have to do or follow? Hmm. Um, I don't know if I don't know if there are any philosophies that were really, you know gonna stick hard to because I mean, we're, we're really new at this you know we're like when we made our, our short film that was the first time any of us had ever delved into um actually yeah, trying to make a movie yeah ever it, it, even when it came like finding a program to write the script on because you know i wanted to keep it 
to uh, script formatting, that was brand new. You know, getting getting the camera to film on that was that was just for that project. So we're we're you know really new into this. Um, so I don't know if we have any anything that we're kind of like hardline set to. Um, you know, I want to I want to make the cinematography as as good as I can, and we want to write the script as well as we can. Um, but I think if there was like one philosophy we were going to stick to, it's just keeping it as a fan sourced project. You know, a lot of people do crowdfunded. We, I, I've heard a lot about that. Um, I'm less interested in crowdfunding and more interested in crowdsourcing for material. You know, I guess that would be the only philosophy we would stick to that I would I would think of. And also, don't let me act again. <laughs> Yeah, we had we had Mike act in our first <laughs> short film, and he uh, no, he did a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's whenever whenever we talk about you know making stuff, I you know, and they're like, well, can can you do something? And I'm like, well, I mean, I can act about as well as Keanu Reeves, and everybody goes, okay, so you stay off camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you have those facial expressions, though, you know, I, I, I can do I can do the sad Keanu. Right. <laughs> I can do the uh, confused look. Like that's all you really need. I yeah, that's the first step. Going on. Yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of cool. It's like just um, you guys kind of like getting to kind of learning it in the process of making the film and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, we um, it, it it is. It's a it's a lot of learning. We actually, you know, um, for our second promo that we've done. Uh, we made a silicone molded hand uh, that we could drill screws into and, you know, have blood fly out of it. And we used a, uh, a garden pump that we filled with fake blood. So when it got from cut into, yeah, yeah, from Home Depot, uh, you know, when it, when the hand got cut into blood, just squirted out, you know, it's, so it's, it's, it is, it's learning, it's, but it's fun. Um, and I think that's, that's going to be a benefit uh, that we're going to have when making this film is that, you know, it is fun. It is new, and and we do want to see on screen what our you know the people that are interested in the project want to see. Definitely, and that's one of the cool things nowadays about like the internet and Twitter. It's like people can kind of communicate and like get to know like what people want to see, and like you're seeing that crowd um crowdsourcing and things like that. It's just kind of amazing how things have really changed in the past really really the past few years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now there's a there's a there's a uh, question that we like to ask here. You know, we we like to debate it and we like to get everyone's input on it. So um I want to ask you guys, what is your opinion on hairless cats? <laughs> Dylan's obsessed with cats. I'm not obsessed with cats. <laughs> I so I have two cats. <laughs> Both of them have hair. <laughs> And I'll tell you, okay, I'll tell you the truth. I have, I have a, a white cat, like a just purely white cat. Um, and I, being the person that I am, love wearing black. So that is a huge thought <laughs> when it comes down to lint rollers. Um, so I think a hairless cat would be phenomenal if it wouldn't shed all over my, my shirt. I think they're creepy looking, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's my thought on that, too. Like, I think they're, like, adorable. 
Yeah, just Corey's <laughs> got a weird obsession with th- things. He's like, he says they look like old people, and I guess he's got a thing for old people. So, well, so you know, oh. so, some people think like old people, like old wrinkly people, they're like so cute and cuddly, and you should just take them home and take care of them. Oh, I feel that way about hairless cats, not about old people. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, they they look like gremlins, like you know. I don't think anyone goes up to like, oh, look they, how like lumpy it is. I can't wait to cuddle with it. Like, you, you've never heard people say that before. Not seriously. <laughs> like, oh, look, there's grandpa. You know, he's old yeah. that's about it yeah, I, I have a couple friends that actually like do it like we, we'll be out in public or we'll be like you know to dinner with another couple and uh you know my, my, my best friend's wife he's she goes you know oh look look at that old person he's just th- so cute i just want to take him home and her husband's like no like no <laughs> that's an adult <laughs> no, put it back where you found you can't, it you can't adopt him yeah. Oh my god! I personally yeah, think awesome. that hairless cats look like moving abortions, and they creep me out. <laughs> it, it's just wrong. Like I, I like well, to say to people, it's like in you know in Jurassic Park when they're talking about you know were we wrong to go this far in science? You know have we have we crossed too many um many boundaries with boundaries with life and messing with nature? Well, hairless <laughs> cats are like the Jurassic Park to me. We shouldn't have done it. It was a bad idea. We. We just went way too far. We need to go back. It's a mistake we are now stuck with. Just exactly. look at I mean, they're just, they're so regal. And they let you know. They're like, they look at you. They're like, listen, I'm not going to put up with your shit. But you know what? I want some lovin's. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, rub up on you. And you know what? You better. Hey. You better be good or I'm going to fuck your day up, man. Sounds like a rapist or something like that. That's just a cat in general, you know? Yeah. I, I'm telling you, practically. A cat not having hair is great for not having hair everywhere. It's, I mean, I, I think it's an awesome idea. <laughs> but I do agree they look like abortions. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> At least we can agree on that part. <laughs> Except for Corey, of course. I didn't say they yeah. don't. I just said they, they look adorable. They're adorable little abortions. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, God. So, so, does, yeah. so does that mean with, uh, with the way the... The uh, the administration is moving as everybody says that uh, hairless cats will be outlawed as well. I, I hope so. Uh, I, I would vote for that. Yeah, yeah, probably. Build a wall to keep them out. You know. Build a wall to keep out the hairless cats. <laughs> yes, I, I totally support this this law. This is awesome. And from wow. um, everything, I, I will take care of the hairless cats. Suppose <laughs> someone does, as long as it's not me. Yeah. That's a great. I mean, that's a great interview question. You guys, that is awesome. <laughs> it seems like most people um, we ask are well. One, they're like thrown off by it, but then um, I think like I have to make a poll of this and put it on Twitter at some point to like see like what the main consensus is of it. So I think most people are like. I, I no, think most terrible, people are on but... your side that they they don't like them or they think they're creepy, but um, <laughs> I just uh, you know I'm I mean I I like them. Like I said, they look like gremlins, and I think the gremlins are adorable. I mean, I grew up watching the Gremlins movies. I've got the Gremlins Golden Book, you know. Yeah, that is one of my favorite movies, honestly. Though, <laughs> you know, it's it's the second best Christmas movie ever. You know, only <laughs> only second to Die Hard. So. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, when when do you have a um? a date or a time frame for when you think Bravo will be able to be released? So, um, nothing set in stone yet. Um, with, with the way life is as going, you know, we, um, 
I would ideally like to get it out by the end of uh, 2018, um, which I know is a long time away. But uh, with with the way everything's going now, it's probably going to be a slow process. So. And uh, where can we get we follow you guys to learn more about Brava and just like any other projects you guys will be working on? Yeah, definitely. So you can follow us um, on at Brava um, Brava Movie on Twitter. Uh, we have an Instagram. Um, we have a Facebook page. Pretty much, you know, any social media you can find find us under Brava Movie. Awesome. Definitely make sure to do that. So there you have it, B movie fans. Brava the movie, an upcoming horror film by Dylan Crutcher, Mike Bal- Balbert, and Ramit Miller. Definitely one to check out when it's released. Guys, thanks for coming on our show. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different B-movie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another B-movie interview. We are the B-movie bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time. Get over there.